Welcome to Off the Shelf with your host, Wayne Hastings. During more than 30 years in the publishing industry, Wayne has done it all. And in this podcast, he shares his wisdom with you. Now, here's Wayne Hastings. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wayne Hastings Company podcast. My name is Wayne Hastings, and I'll be your host for the next few minutes. I'm excited about this particular podcast because it's the second of a series we're doing on customer engagement, or what I like to call reader engagement. Last week, we uh, had an introduction of the topic, and we talked about what reader engagement is, and it really includes all positive interactions with uh, the people who read your books, whether that be social media a blog or a personal appearance. It's engaging with your customers, getting to know them, and building an active community of engaged readers who are going to do three things for you. It's, it's very important what they do for you. First of all, engaged customers spend more money. Yes, they do. When you uh, put a new book out there, you can go to that group first and they're going to be the ones that are going to help ignite the fire of your marketing and help ignite the sales of your book. Secondly, engaged customers are just easy to retain. You know, we, we, we spend a lot of time trying to get new customers, but really uh, it's much easier to retain those people who are engaged, who know you, who trust you, who believe in what you do and support you. And we don't lose time and we don't have the churn of always trying to go after new readers. And lastly, they refer your books to their friends, which is geometrically important to your book sales. So... Customer engagement is extremely important, and, and we're going to talk about in the next four podcasts uh, four ways in which you can engage your customers. So today, specifically, we're going to talk about response to your content as a way to engage with your, with your readers and, and how to bring them into your community. And by content, I'm not meaning just the books that you do. I'm not talking about... Uh, it's everything that you do from... Uh, your blog posts, to your uh, social media posts, to the content of your book, to the content of your speaking, if you're out there speaking, uh, there are, there's response to your content, and people respond through four ways, uh, and we're going to talk about each one of these ways that they respond. They respond to emotional content, they respond to sensorial content, they respond to imaginal content, and they respond to analytical content. So we're going to break that down to see how you can take your content and uh, make it more responsive to gather more readers, to gather more people into your community. So let's start off with emotions. That's probably the most important one. You know, most people think that buying is an, a logical decision. We go to buy a car, and we do all this research, and we do go online, and we look at Blue Book, and we look at all these other sites, and we get reviews. We think it's a very logical decision until we're placed in that test drive, and suddenly the emotions take over. We smell the new car. We see the new the sound system. We see all the electronics. We drive this beauty. It feels great. Everything is emotional at that point, and we make our decision to buy that car from an emotional basis that's been rationalized. Well, readers do the same thing with your content. And so one way to improve your content is emotionally is to, is to make sure that your verbs are active. We've gotten in such a habit these days of using the word gotten, I just did, in all of our writing and of all of our sentences, instead of putting in active verbs to make it more emotional. You can find many lists online of wonderful active words that get people inspired, get them incited, and they're just great verbs to help you deliver a much more emotional 
message. You know, we're, we're all attracted to brands emotionally, and then we rationalize the why of why we're attracted to them. You know, Coke or Pepsi, it was a big battle. Well, some people like Coke better because, oh gosh, it's more fizzy, or it's more sweet, or it's more this. They, they like it because of a rational reason, but it's an emotional response. And, and marketers, there's been several marketing surveys done about emotional content. And, and marketers report that there's about a 31% gain in profitability of any campaign when that campaign is emotional. And you can probably think of some emotional campaigns that have draw, that will draw you in to the proctor service that they're being offered. There's a website called Buzzumo, and there was a study done by them. They analyzed 10,000 most shared articles on the web. And those articles were then mapped to emotions to see which emotions had the greatest influence in the content. You know what the most popular were? Well, there were three that were extremely popular. One was awe. That was 25%. Second was laughter. And the third one was amusement. So the question I have for you is, what are you doing to put awe, laughter, and amusement into your various content? Uh, Wheaton, excuse me, Wharton uh, researchers uh, found that uh, there was an emotional element and results are always tied to emotions. And what the Wharton group found was that content is more likely to be shared when it makes people feel good or it creates positive feelings, such as leaving them entertained. Uh, facts or data that shook people or leave them in awe were more likely to be shared. Uh, even instilling fear and anger pushes engagement higher uh, because of the comments that get posted. And I'm not advocating that you put fear or anxiety. I'm just trying to show you the power of emotions. Uh, people most commonly shared content, and here there are eight things. You know, we could, we could look at a, a, a plethora of emotions, but there's really eight that you could focus on within your content to, to get engagement from people, to, to have them do something with your content. Uh, and here they are. There's eight of them. There are eight primary emotions that, that most marketers have identified. Uh, joy, trust, fear, surprise, sadness, disgust, anger, and anticipation. So if you can just think through those eight as you're putting together your content and, and how you're going to delight the reader emotionally, they will respond positively to your content. And, and let me say this too, as a, as a footnote, I'm not talking about likes on Facebook. Likes really do nothing for you. What you need on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter are shares. You need people to like your content so much that they just don't press that little icon to like it, that they actually share it on their list and share it with their friends. That's what's key and that's what's critical. The same is true for your blog. You want to create emotional content that people interact with so that they post about your blog, not just read it and leave. So that's emotional. Let's go to sensorial. Uh, the sensory marketing is, is, has been a technique that's been used for years. Getting the customer's senses influences their need, influences them and their buying decisions and it really makes them feel better when all of their senses are engaged. As we know, the five senses are sight, hearing, taste, touch, and smell. And so sensory content is simply to, the process of winning your reader's trust and attention by appealing to each of these senses. But how do you do that in your content? How do you appeal to these various senses? Well, I want to focus in on your website. As we've said before, it's key for an author to have a good website. 
So uh, what about what about sound on your website? Do you have sound on your website? Is it is it good sound if you do? Some people choose not to, which is fine. But if you do have sound, is it good sound? Is it or is it something that it is kind of annoying and would drive people away? Uh, touch is an interesting sense on a website, but that's really the texture of your site. What, what is the texture, the backgrounds, and all of that? What, what does that have to do with engaging a customer? How, how well is that thought through on your website so that they, they really feel a sensory, almost tactile feeling when they come to your website? Now, sight is one of the most powerful senses we have. So is what you post beautiful? Or are the little memes and things that you post like everybody else's and don't, and don't stand out? Or on your website, is it clean? Is it clear? Or like a website I visited the other day, which was 100% black in the background with white and red type, it was horrible. It, I didn't like it. I left it. And so you, this whole idea of sight on your website, it, it's what they see. What, what's your color palette? Is it a pleasing, warm, welcoming color palette? Or is it like the one I just described, just black and white and, and that's it? So we can, we can do some things through our web design, take advantage of sensory marketing, and it's one of the smartest ways for us to then trigger a reader's emotion and, and maintain their engagement. Uh, brands of all industries use this, so I, I would encourage you to look at some major websites and just see what they've done so that, that you can grow your brand through content that, that reaches out to people's senses. All right, the next one is imaginal. And, and many of you may have heard of Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo is the tidy lady, and she's on Netflix, and she helps you straighten up and tidy and get rid of a bunch of junk that you thought you really needed. But one of the questions she really she wants you to ask when you pick up an item out of your closet is, does this item spark joy? Well, that's imaginal. You're asking people to use their imagination to decide whether they're going to keep something based on whether or not it sparks joy. So I, I would recommend focusing your energy on attracting the, the, on attracting the kind of followers you want, ones that are going to be engaged and interested in your, in your offerings, but then have your content, like Marie Kondo says, have your content spark joy for them on social media so that it inspires them. It helps them. It gives them something back. These are inspirational quotes. Maybe, maybe some how-to videos as you're writing your book to get them into the process. Um, this, is, this is imagining, helping them imagine what the outcome is going to be. Helping them place joy and attract followers. And the last one is analytical. And I'm not talking about analytics. I'm not talking about the ability to measure how well your website or your posts are doing. I'm talking about analytical content. And the key there, and it's very simple, the key there is accuracy. If you can't be accurate, don't post it. Because nothing turns a, a, a potential follower, a potential reader, an a potential engaged person more than inaccurate content. So if you're going to post something, if you're going to post a quote, make sure you know the primary source. Make sure you know it word for word. Make sure you've done your homework. If you're going to post a statistic, make sure it's accurate and correct and you have the source um, because it, nothing turns off people more than inaccuracies. So that's, uh, that's our first look at engagement. 
It's response to your content. Uh, we're going to come back next week and we're going to do response to you um, as a writer. And that should be fun. So all, as always, you can email me at, Wayne, at, at info at waynehastings.com. I'm happy to answer your questions. or uh, And we get a lot of them. It's really a lot of fun. Uh, or um, if you want to suggest some additional podcast topics, I'd be certainly up to do that for you. Thank you for listening. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. and look forward to uh, visiting with you on future podcasts. Until next time. You've just finished listening to another great episode of Off the Shelf with Wayne Hastings. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We'd also be grateful for a review. If you'd like to suggest a topic, email info at waynehastings.com. Thanks for listening to Off the Shelf with Wayne Hastings.